Welcome to the Raindrop Corner Podcast, a chill place where creatives and real-life superheroes converge to chat it up about cool things. And I'm your host, Kay, and without further ado, here is an ode to our guest. Her fear was repurposed by the control that she relinquished. Little, painful, and radiant fractals of release. You see, she could paint the stars. She could manifest the personification of emotions near and far. The echoing of inner voices most bizarre. Yet it was this dissension to a place of ascension that struck a chord most bright, colored with novel sights, the most endearing of cultivated frights, irritating the truest might. You see, she was prepared and peppered her land in gold lovely melody and lyrics for people wanting to behold dipped in cold anxiety synthesized by a brazen mold the beauty of it once foretold of a tantalizing wonder set to unfold as we walk through a forest with grasses so tall we see and imagine no pain ignoring the strain Forgetting that stagnation is the worst way to remain. So here rises the woman seeking to gain, illuminating the greatest part of an opened brain. Her fear was repurposed by the control that she relinquished. Little, painful, and radiant fractals of release. You see, she could paint the stars manifest the personification of emotions near and far, the echoing of inner voices most bizarre. She was great because she was on a journey to get free, learning about the many forms of glee, cultivating safe spaces to allow the spirit to just simply be. Is that not how the soul was granted the right to see? Behold, a woman who created her own key. Today we have Trella on the Raindrop Corner podcast, and you are awesome. I love how dynamic you are. You are a Nashville-based singer and songwriter, and you cultivated your relationship with music really early. Um, I know that you signed with your label at age 21. You focus more so in pop and almost what would sound a lot like fringe experimental pop with like this nice folk sense to it, and I love that. I want to ask you, what's your relationship with music? When did it enter into your life? So music has always been a part of my life. I um, grew up in a household where music was very important. Uh, My mom is a musician, was a musician. She majored in voice and um, she was always a singer and she would, you know, direct fires, whether it be in the public school system or in our church. I'm a pastor's kid. And really music, I would say, started in the home and in church um, for me. And it was a, always a very spiritual experience for me. It was a way to connect to myself, connect to God, um, connect to other people. And, um, you know, it was always a way to share my experience, maybe when I didn't have the words to share it. And so I feel like in many ways, music kind of has walked me through life and always been my my therapy and my uh, safe place to just fully be myself and say whatever I'm wanting to say. And so, yeah, it's prayer. It's my diary. It's, it looks a little different now, but 
um, I try to protect and keep that sacred. That's how it started. And then I ended up uh, going to an art school in high school, and I kind of learned a bit about, um, you know, like I got a lot of, I got four years of classical training. I, you know, was in jazz ensemble, show choir, had a lot of musical theater experience. And that was the first time that I was able to, you know, like perform really mm-hmm. and have solos and kind of, you know, fall in love with the performance aspect and the, and the aspect of like growing, growing close to a group of people through the experience of creating something. I was in like recording club and I learned how to work Pro Tools and I started learning production and um, from there uh, I went to college actually for social work. But oh, cool. I immediately realized, yeah, <laughs> I went to Florida State and I went to, mm-hmm. I uh, got a social work degree, but I quickly realized that that wasn't the right uh, major for me. It wasn't the right career path, although I did love studying it. I got a call from uh, uh, this awesome woman at this um, publishing company who had heard of my music and she called me to Nashville to go on a trip and after that trip I just fell in love with it and I moved there probably nine months later so I was there for eight years I actually just moved to New York so I am now living in New York cool are you all settled in and everything now yeah I'm here I'm living in uh, the Brooklyn area so there's a lot of fun stuff to do in that area there's so much to do in New York you can live here your whole life and just still there's probably still going to be so many things you haven't done you know so I'm excited to be here I've only been here like a month though so it's super new I'm just excited because it's just so diverse and dynamic and there's so there's so much culture here that isn't necessarily in Nashville and so that was something I was really excited about too that's a bit of the long story short of how music (laughs) came into my life The one cool thing that I really see kind of manifest in your work, too, is as you were telling your story, you really described a journey, if you will, from it being church-based and spiritual-based, and maybe that was still a part of it, but then you blending the really cool theatrical and production skills that you developed in time into your music. And I will say... It, your music is definitely an experience. And I think like one of the coolest things that a creative can do, regardless of what kind of art you create, is to really vivify the human condition, whether it's talking about not always knowing where you're going and there possibly being monsters under your bed or, you know, a situation where you want to be loved or maybe you are loved or maybe it's not the right kind of love or hope there is a huge um a huge illustration of that in your music so in terms of your journey how has your relationship with music changed as you maybe integrated away from being in your traditional setting to moving to nashville and all of the other creatives and experiences that you had that influenced how your music sounded and maybe was written every stage of my music like from the beginning, you know, from the first EP, you're right, it is a bit of a journey, like a remembering who I am. Every EP is a, is the sound of that stage of life. Um, I feel like, you know, as, as I've become an adult, even though I always feel like a kid, I hope I always feel like a kid too. Same. <laughs> as, I, as I'm like, I'm nearing 30, I guess, I'm on this, I'm on the second half, I turned 28 this year. But, like, as I have ventured through, you know, figuring out how to be an adult, um, you know, and moving to a different city and meeting all 
all of these new people and you know honestly like having you know my own struggles whether it be you know heartbreak um like loss of people in my life or you know my own mental health journey I yeah you can you can hear the shift I feel like from the beginning um into like the stuff I'm doing now I feel I, I would like to think it's a little more empowered now and a little bit more self-assured um because you know I started writing I started releasing music I guess in my early 20s and I was definitely a little more insecure and kind of trying to figure out you know what I believe what I think how I want to like you know treat other people how I want to treat myself you know how I want how how to get through you know I struggle with anxiety and depression if anything the journey is very much so parallel to my journey as a human it's very connected and I feel that in your new single everyone feels this way which is awesome you all should go listen to it it's a really great bop and it it lightened it's very uplifting too but I like the sincerity in it something that I noticed and I've seen it translate into a lot of the work that different creatives have done is last year during 2020 with it being such a heavy year and on top of like the normal mental health things and the normal day-to-day things that we navigate we're now having to navigate you know being isolated and living in a pandemic and then there are people who went through like seriously traumatic things and one of the things that I saw is people being more open about their mental health and being more open about their journey and their story. And I definitely feel that in your new single. I feel that in your music, even leading up to that single. And I think it's something that's just super important. I ask, I've been asking every creative this because somebody asked me this question and I struggled with it. So what is your superpower? And when I say, what is your superpower? I mean, what do you give? Not just what do you feel you give? Not just to the world around you, but more importantly to yourself. I feel like my superpower is, uh, honestly, peace and understanding. Um, I feel like that's something I've come into and learned to just claim. Because ever since I was a kid, I feel like people have told me they feel very safe and comfortable and peaceful around me. And I think that it's it's interesting, too, because I struggle with feeling inner peace. And I think that a part of my struggle with feeling inner peace, like I want everyone else to feel peace around me because I struggle so much to feel it myself. And so I feel I'm very much so an empath. I I feel like I see people and I I feel like I have this like sense for when someone's really struggling. I feel that I'm an empath myself. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So you get it. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, you just know when someone's off, even if it's a stranger. I think just my superpower is probably just that, just seeing people and hopefully offering some peace. And I hope to do that in my music too. And I think that's a beautiful thing to give people and to also to seek yourself because peace is, and I feel like it's this thing that as humans, we're constantly working towards because like, as we get there, there's this thing called life and it's throwing all of this stuff at us (laughs) all at once. What would you say in terms of your music? What has music given to you the most? I know you said that it's very much so your prayer your journal, your anchor, so to speak, but what has it given you as a person outside of an outlet? It's helped me to understand who I am, even 
you know, I sometimes will just sit at a piano and just start singing, like, very, just whatever comes to mind, just the first thing that comes to my mind. And um, that's kind of like a practice I try to do, just not think about it, just sing and press record. And, you know, things will come come to me and I'll sing things. I'm like, I didn't know that I felt that. I didn't know that I saw that. I didn't know that that was inside of me. And, and I'll like write it down. And it's honestly a way to understand myself better. You know, it's like the one thing that's mine. I feel like, like, that's like my safe space. Like it's, I can just be in my bedroom and it's just my, my thing. Of course I share it, Mm -hmm. but there are certain parts that I don't share and that I just keep myself. And I kind of like having certain things just for me, the music community has given me uh, a, a lot as well. I mean, it's just a group of people all, you know, chasing after the same thing and trying to, you know, watch watch the world and watch society and respond with their art. And I think that's a really special thing. It's very niche, you know, um, mm-hmm. and it's cool to be a part of. I'm sure you understand that too, being a creative, like just creative communities are, everything and it's really important for us to come together because it's really easy to isolate this such a niche thing you know like creating creating for a living or at least doing it part-time or spending a lot of your time doing it is a very daunting task and it's like it's also really easy to isolate so I will say um the the community that comes along with music and being creative is just as important um so that is what made COVID really hard because I, my, my collaborators, like my partners in crime for creating, like we weren't able to get together and it was really hard for me. That's completely valid because much to your point, the creative camaraderie that you have in those spaces, I feel like it allows you to hear yourself easier mm-hmm. in those spaces. I think people also challenge you. Like, as you create your art and you examine theirs, it kind of alters your perception of what is art and what is this feeling and how did this person get to this deduction? How did they provide this for someone to consume? In a previous interview that you did, um, you talked a lot about for, in terms of emerging artists, that they should always be comfortable and respectful of the process itself every part of the process so in terms of your process you going from your hometown or i should say your home state to nashville and then kind of coming into your own in terms of doing music in a business-based environment and becoming friends with these creatives how exactly did your process change what happened in your music not just in terms of you becoming more secure with yourself but how did that music evolve? When I when I began working with other people, I feel like number one, just to put it point blankly, I feel like my music got so much better. <laughs> I think like like when you bring I mean, it's awesome. Like people who can do everything by themselves, I applaud them. That is great. That's just not the way that I do things. Mm-hmm. And I think that when I started partnering with people, I just, I think the music just got better because people bring giftings that you don't have mm-hmm. to the table and you're able to match like your specialty with somebody else's specialty. And then it's just like this really, really special thing. Um, whereas maybe before, like I was lacking in some areas um, and in those areas, like finding the people who are good at, 
good at one thing and then I'm good at the other. It's just like the perfect puzzle, this perfect mosaic, you know. But also, you're bringing your own experiences, your own, you know, wherever you came from, socioeconomic background, you know, your family, your relationships, whatever made you you, you're bringing that to the table. And you're the only one who can tell a story just like you can. So when you bring, you know, one person and then another person or maybe another two people to the table to make something, that's so many different life experiences. And I feel like the song gets bigger, like it gets more universal. And um, just more people are able to relate um, mm-hmm. to whether it be like a producer I'm working with and, you know, maybe they can come from different genres and the sound that they bring to the table or something that I would have never thought of because of where I come from, you know, and, and all of a sudden it's like this hodgepodge of like all of these different experiences and, you know, uh, expressions uh, coming together into one. So I think it just gets more universal bigger it's open to more people which i really care about i I really personally want to create music that can speak to all people Mm -hmm. i don't want to be like this like little niche like corner of music like i really really want to create universal music it's neat because you can touch more people and you can introduce them to maybe a new part of the subgenre that they weren't invested in before um and we talked a lot about your process too and like your journey to get where you are what are you most excited about in terms of the projects that you have coming down the pipeline um well i have a single releasing next week so i'm really excited about that song i actually haven't even announced that it's releasing but you're the first to know right now i feel honored (laughs) yeah but it's like uh, next thursday so june 24th although by the time this airs i don't know it'll probably be after that but um, I'm releasing a new song called Control, and I'm really excited about this song because it is the first song that I've released that came, like, out of, like, literally COVID, me writing it over the zip, like, over Zoom mm-hmm. with this producer in LA, and I, like, vocal produced the whole thing from Nashville, and, like, sent him the vocals, and we just did this, like, back and forth thing, so... I feel like the sound is a little bit different and really special. And the song is just about all the ways that we, you know, try to maintain a sense of control and how it's kind of all a bit of an illusion, this idea of control. Um, And I'm really excited about that. And then I am hoping to make my very first album, which I'm really excited about. I haven't uh, quite started but I've been writing for it sweet so about that um yeah so that, those are the two things I'm probably most excited about and I'm excited to just play live shows again and hear on people um now that you know everyone's getting vaccinated and like a lot of the venues are opening back up mm-hmm. we will for sure bump your new um single when it drops next week super excited about that and i love the concept too i feel like could like wanting to be in control of things is something that every single human being can relate to so it's really cool that you talk about that specifically especially coming out of a time where a lot of us don't feel like we have any control over anything that's going on i wrote it in 2020 so Mm -hmm. i think i wrote it probably in the summer of 2020 um so it was when things were still very much so like everything shut was shut down and um yeah so i wrote it in the thick of it and really i wrote 
it, you know, through the lens of quarantine of like, I was just creating like routines for myself in order to feel like I was in control of my life during quarantine because mm-hmm. like you said nothing you know everything around me was just swirly whirly and you know you just never knew it was going to happen next and it felt like very like end times for a bit there mm-hmm. and so uh like are there not be zombies coming out you're like I'm I was literally out. waiting for an <laughs> alien invasion <laughs> for real yeah. How did you learn how to navigate the lack of control that you've maybe possibly sometimes felt over your own life? Definitely routine, working out, eating healthy, and um, just uh, like a spiritual practice, whether it be meditation, prayer, um, you know, that kind of thing. Thank you for sharing that too. And I am excited to see what the single sounds like and to listen to it. And I have gravitated away from this, but for special guests, sometimes I will ask, because I'm curious, especially with a guest where they've gone through a lot of different stages in their life and their perspective is probably bigger because of it. So if you could go back and say one thing to the baby version of you, or should I say the toddler version of yourself, what would you say to her? I would say your presence matters. I've actually thought about that a lot. And I've, I've spoken about this a lot in therapy. <laughs> so I have my answer like that. I've like, never oh, seen God. someone answer that question that quick before. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I know this answer, right? So, yeah. Yeah, I would say, little baby Lindsay, your presence matters. Um, you know, because I feel like that's the biggest. Everyone has, like, a big lie they believe. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone has lots of things they believe. But I do think, like, my my biggest thing that I really struggle with still to this day, and I think I always will, I think we're always processing and learning and coping, and I don't think there's, like, an end, like, reach it. You never feel that way again, you know. But my biggest thing is, like, I struggle with feeling like I'm, like, a burden or that, like, I'm in the way or that, like, my voice doesn't matter. I think I felt that since I was a kid. So I think that's you're hitting me in the feels because I when I say I can relate so deeply to that and I meant to ask you this earlier but where did you I know this is completely off track of what we were just talking about but where did you get okay so you appreciate my fellow squirrelness I see we get it oh yeah oh yeah I'm a squirrel I'm a major fellow squirrel so where did you get um your name Trella from where did that come from um so basically I named my artist project like I would name my child because mm-hmm. it is my child especially right now I don't have any children so it is my little baby and so I kind of just did it like I opened up my journal and I just was thinking about like I wanted it to be something that doesn't exist basically mm-hmm. so I wanted it to be an artist name that doesn't exist I didn't really want it to have a meaning because I knew myself and I knew that like 
even if I thought the meeting was really awesome, I knew it like three or four years down the road, I was gonna be like, that was so dumb, you know? Like, I just know myself. <laughs> so I just decided to name it, like I would name a baby. And so I just was writing all my favorite sounds, favorite letters, um, you know, and I wanted the name to sound like my music sounds like. Mm-hmm. And I also, really, my favorite singer of all time is Ella Fitzgerald, like an ode to Ella. And so, and I love the sound of tra, like PR. And mm-hmm. so I, I was like putting my favorite things together and I put that together and like, it was just highlighted immediately. To me. I was like, yes, that's it. And I, you know, I just decided. I'm very much that way too. It's like, once I decide, I decide. Never look back. So. I like that. And honestly, I remember yeah. seeing earlier that you were a huge Ella Fitzgerald fan. <laughs> and that kind of like warmed my heart. I love her so much. Her and Duke Ellington and just those are great ones. So that's pretty damn cool. Oh yeah, and her like live performance. I have like so many records of her live performances. Mm-hmm. And she is just the way she sings, she's just she's so free. And if she forgets words, she literally doesn't blink. She just starts making up her own words and I just love uh, I love the freedom in her voice and she had a really hard life like I don't know if you know much about her but I just read her biography and and she had a really hard life so I don't know I feel like I just have always just really respected her one of the things that I really love about her too is just how transparent she was in certain spaces and how willing she was to kind of insert herself into those spaces whether she was wanted there or not yeah. so it's really cool and I feel like it's really you do her name so much honor in the messages that you bring into your music as well because everything you've said today in terms of you know telling your young self that your presence matters in terms of talking about your motivation behind control thank you so much for honoring us with all of the conversation that you've given trella i want to ask you if people want to learn more about you or if they want to look you up where where should they go to do that i would say well i have a website but um i would say just instagram is probably where i post the most um and it's my handle is at trella tunes uh and yeah I, i i try to post at least once or twice a week and kind of update people on what's going on. Um, that's usually the first place I go to up for updates or shows or just, you know, new music. Um, and sometimes I just post dumb things, fun things. So I would say, yeah, if you want the most like personal, um, personal look into what's going on, I would say Instagram. And I will link all of those handles down below, um, as well once this airs for you. But Trello, seriously, thank you so much for your time, and I thoroughly enjoyed talking with you, and I will be looking out for your single and your upcoming album when it does come out. Thank you so much. Thank you to all of our listeners out there. As always, you are the most beloved and make all of this magic possible time after time. The Raindrop Corner podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and all standard listening platforms. Until next time.